So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. With Doug and Tim. Uh, yeah, no, this is fine. We're just talking about how sexy Max's voice is. It's a good voice. It's such a good voice. <laughs> Guys, oh well, welcome back. It it's still works on this. It's even more fun with headphones. Do another episode of Best Worst Friends, everybody. I'm Doug. Fuck you. I'm Tim. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with our friend. Max Sheldrick. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Boys. That's... The worst part of every podcast is saying your own name. Me? Say, yeah. No, it, it, no it Tim hates it. I make him do it every time. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. That was nice. Why isn't your voice this sexy in person? You're sitting across from me, and it's not as sexy <laughs> as it is directly, in my headphones. It's directly into your ears. That's I swear so... there's more bass on there. There must be. There's no way. There's. You're just more practiced. You oh. know the, like, the tricks. <laughs> you know how to, like, you're projecting, like, fucking Jeff Dunham over there somehow. No way. Okay. It's Max. No, I can't, even, <laughs> I can't. I can't get that low. I don't know how you do it. No, I just got a. I just got a good voice, dude. He's got his fucking ten thousand hours in on that microphone. Well, so. he should be with his fucking studio we're in. Yeah, I think this got, is this is the fourth podcast I think I've recorded with you, and this will be the second one that's yeah. come out. <laughs> I was say, this is a wild podcast studio for a guy without a podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, the first episode just came out, hey. so it's, it's good. What's it called? Uh, the World's Last Podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, just something cheap, simple. Love it. And it's ironic as fuck. I like it. There's already a million podcasts that have come out since then, so no. it's all good. Nah, they won't survive. They no. won't They no. won't last. No, no, They're no, not going to be like yours. No, I'm going to be podcasting in a bunker that's going to go out to no one when, <laughs> when the fucking meteor hits. That's kind of what podcasting feels like. It just feels like you're just screaming out into the ether. Yeah. Just no one responds. People only <laughs> people only message you when you say something wrong. Yeah. Like you said something was stupid. Yeah. Has this happened to you yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friends will reach out to me and be like, you're a moron. And they just tell me things I messed up on <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Like, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, man. Thank, appreciate the support. My nice. ex-girlfriend would tell me if I said stuff wrong like while like while what? she was still my girlfriend. God. I remember one week too cuz we <laughs> yeah, were like fucking, on a on a week delay. Dude, he hasn't stopped talking about it. I, for like you, six I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to talk about it. Talk about what? The ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Whoops, oh, sorry. you mean in the episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are exchanging money under the how, table. How 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 many pieces of clothing that you're currently wearing were purchased for you by your ex-girlfriend? <sighs> All of them, I think. No, <laughs> yeah, think Doug. What am I? Am I supposed to buy all new? I have to no. throw out all my clothes. You, you have to no. go back to black sweatpants and purple <laughs> Harry Potter themed hoodie. You got to start back from. You got to start back from square one. No, yeah. it's it's too tempting to get super fat again with that. <laughs> this will like if I keep pants with a size on them, it'll at least keep me in those pants. <laughs> even though I'm at, I'm at a point with all the clothes that she's bought me now, where I can just even the biggest sizes, I can just exist. Them, I can't do anything. <laughs> if you're like, can you grab something off that top shelf? Oh, like, not you... without my belly button yeah. showing. You're just like, no. That's yeah. a fun check and balance that no, you've, yeah. <laughs> you've got in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I can't get past. I I can't get past a, a large. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I went shopping for new jeans, and I didn't realize that I just slowly stretched out the jeans that I have. Yep. And so I had to go nice. a size up. And if there's security footage of me in that old Navy, just with my head in my hands in the dressing room yeah. for about 10 minutes, been like, what have I done with my life? Dude, real eye opener. Like, yeah. I, um, I, I went out and I went through all my old T-shirts and cleared them out because I have some from like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I was astonished how fat I've gotten. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but that's what this <laughs> is know. actually about. <laughs> Max is getting fat in the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, nice. Thank you. Look, it's about this. It's about time. Hey, can you title this one Max is Fat? <laughs> oh, I would love to. Yeah, right, please. That's Thank honestly you. what I've wanted to title every episode. It just feels kind of weird since yeah. he hasn't been on yet. Appreciate that. Max is fat. Episode twenty-seven. <laughs> I would, I would love if everyone I know has to experience all the shitty fat person <laughs> things. Like you, know what I still hate that I have to do is anytime I buy pants, bottom of the rack, like literally almost on the ground. <laughs> like they're like, we keep it on the ground. We just like sweep up dirt and we just sweep the dirt onto this fucking these fat pants blowing, that are on the bottom. You're blowing on like dust off it, like you're Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. finding a yeah. relic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of fucking like I don't know hairballs in the pockets. I'm like, yeah. Sweet, cool, awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. What a, what other what other things are we missing out on, Doug? 
I don't know. Just being, do you guys feel like you're stared at whenever you go out in public? Nah, not I feel so like much. If, you, if you're the <laughs> fattest person somewhere, everyone in that room, it feels like they know. Well, yeah, but you're because <laughs> they just look around and they're just like, yeah, that's the fattest. Like you can just like you'd be like, that's the skinniest person in the room. Yeah. That's the tallest person. That's the short. You're just immediately just but like dude, computer. That's a public that. service you're doing because someone has to be the fattest. <laughs> And they're it's just true. happy it's not them. They're like they're like Dude, saluting I'm you. If you're I'm a fucking not hero. The fattest now, yeah. You're a hero. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for making me look good in front of my kids. Yeah, fat people, human. People should be banging their pots and pans together for me. <laughs> I make them feel good about themselves. Every time I go to the gym, I probably make everyone at the gym is work that, like just a little bit harder, I bet. Yeah, but also the weight that you're putting up is probably more than what they're putting up, right? Yeah, some people, but then you find people who are much smaller than you who are doing much more than you, and you're like, yeah, I truly suck. I truly am very that, bad. I've never seen Doug happier than when you went and worked out with him. Oh, that my was God. so good. <laughs> yeah, no, he was fucking astonished. <laughs> yeah. I was just expecting everyone, such strength. Everyone assumes that I'm a lot strong. Like, I have, okay. I'm strong, but I don't have the I don't have the endurance to do the one thing over and over again. Okay. Look, Doug, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, all right, no, Doug, just you fucking tell me straight so what up. What you're saying what? is you can bench press like 500 pounds, but once. <laughs> yeah, that's it's exactly what I'm saying. Look, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I figured. And I just didn't know how to put it in the proper words. <laughs> No, no, I um, <laughs> I love that. Listen, no, I'm, I'm weak as shit. I I've gotten pretty lazy. Do you have a sports background? Did you play sports? Yeah, I did like boxing, uh, football, and you uh, guys are both boxers. Yeah, and um, you guys both don't look like boxers. No, well, <laughs> you remember when I first moved to the city and yeah. I tried to join that boxing gym and I like paid for one session and I went in there and after the session he's like basically told me I was not fit enough to join his boxing gym. He was like, you know, go try to lose some weight, get into better shape, and then maybe you can come back and for like for him. like the beginner class. Yeah, he'd already done boxing before. Yeah, how'd you how'd you handle that? Just you know, a long walk home, <laughs> transit, like transit there, walk shoulder. back. Yeah, <laughs> you're hanging up your gloves for good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just threw him over a telephone line. You just hang up the workout shirt that you walked there, and yeah. it's like. Yeah, <laughs> just think about it. Yeah, I just like take off my muscle tee and toss it in the trash. <laughs> like, not going to be needing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a tee to me. Yeah, no, I was just like, honestly, I just walked home and I was just hoping someone would mug me. <laughs> So just that so I could show that coach. Group. Yeah, just <laughs> like, so that I, I can do this. Yeah, I was just walking around outside his window, <laughs> like looking vulnerable. Said like a giant a point. lollipop. Just <laughs> accidentally fucking dropping your wallet like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my phone is just hanging so l- <laughs> It just has so much money in it, I can't hold on oh, to it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, my change fell. <laughs> I lost my glasses in my wallet. Where did it go? <laughs> no, that was that was a t- that was a tough one. That yeah. was definitely like you go home and you rethink some stuff. See, oh, yeah. yeah, here's the thing. Here's what you gotta figure is that you don't gotta do any of that shit. You don't gotta go to the gym. You don't have to. You really don't have to. You really don't. I'm, it's what I've realized with working out is like why? Because <laughs> we all still just die. What are you talking about? We all still just die. Well, first of all, you should go to the gym. No, I for sure. I for sure still have to work out just to keep eating the amount of candy I'm eating right now. Just so that I don't get the most depressing text I've ever gotten in my life at 11 p.m. That's why you need to go to the gym. What's that text? What's that text message? Do you remember? Do you remember the breakup text? Oh, I've talked about this. Let's hear it. Well, he, he texted me. I was like, hey, man, how are you dealing with the breakup? This was like after way too long. Um, and then he was like, no, it's fine, man. I sort of realized it's for the best. Um, uh, kind of saw this coming for a while. Like I, I really think it was a good thing. And I was like, that sounds really mature, man. That sounds great. And he goes, yeah. Plus I'm like a fuck up and a piece of shit. So it just makes sense to me <laughs> oh my God. that you would do that. And I was like, dude, that's less of a good. Jesus. In my defense, <laughs> oh my I'm God. a bit of a fuck up. So. Oh, yeah, you're sure. All of us are. Of yeah. course. <laughs> like, 
God. Damn. Anyone who's ever stepped foot in a podcast <laughs> studio is a fuck up. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's why they're podcasts. Yeah, unless Any, you have a PhD. Anyone who has stepped foot on an open mic stage. Yeah, of course. Is a fuck oh, yeah, up. It's deeply troubled. Something yeah. something is getting forcing them to get onto that stage. Have that, you ever snapped on stage? Yeah. Like You've freaked out it. on someone? Really? When? You've seen like dude, remember another bar? Another bar. Another, yeah, yeah, across from comedy. Bar. The open mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah. they used to run that open mic, and it would just be okay. So the whole setup is the, thir- the first five comics get the the delight of everyone's attention, mm-hmm. and yeah. then after that, it devolves into this weird fucking party hangout where everyone there's three rows of seats. Everyone behind that are standing behind that are having full on conversations, yeah. And then everyone sitting in those seats is talking to the person next to them. And there's yeah. no stage, so if you're if there's you're no talking stage. at the back of the room, you're at the same level as the performer, absolutely on stage with quotation marks, and, and you're just like also talking. It's very there's it's a not fucking there's a pinball machine behind you. There's kitchen staff running in and out the entire time. And then, dude, I, I remember this very vividly. Like, I just, like, they, they said I freaked out on stage. But I, I don't know. I just called it out for what it was in my mind. I was just like, why are we even here? Like, what is the point? Like, we could go hang out. Oh, that's a, a classic freak out. Like, we yeah. could go to a fucking bar. Like, yeah. this is insane. Like, you know, I'm on stage right now with a microphone. Not a single one of you was listening to any of my jokes. Yeah. And then now you're paying attention to me because I'm imploding right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I used to say that all the time at a fucking, what was the three story? Like, SoCap. Mm-hmm. They would just yeah. like, no one would be listening to you. They would just be sitting, writing their notes and make, oh, yeah, no, you'll get them. Don't yeah. worry. They'll pay attention when you're up here, but, even though you're not paying attention to me. Yeah. As I didn't pay attention well, to it's you. Like, it's all well, sneaky. I, I, when I, yeah. When I first moved to Toronto at both of those places, I have a vivid memory of going to another bar oh, yeah. and you go on stage. And every everyone actively got up and left because yeah. they didn't know me. And the only person sitting at the back was the host, the beautiful baby boy Callum O'Neill, sitting at, sitting man. in the back room, just politely sweet, looking at me. Sweet man. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I'm glad I moved here. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the same thing happened at SoCap. Only the lights were so bright that I didn't know everyone left. And then I got off stage and the room was empty. And I was yeah. like. Man. But no, those why are we doing this? That's classic open mic freak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are we here? Why yeah, yeah. am I doing this? <laughs> That's the existential open micer? Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> existential open micer freak out, sir. That's kind of really how great. I host <laughs> open mics. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, I don't know why we're all here, but like, let's just try and get through it, huh? <laughs> yeah. My favorite ones are when like the jealousy for a specific comedian comes out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sure, if I was. This comedian, you'd all be listening. But oh, I'm up yeah. here. <laughs> always, like, that always sick. is a nice fucking insight into their psyche. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what's eating, I wonder what's eating that guy alive and on the inside out. What do you and, think is the last open mic you went to, like start to finish? Like watch the whole thing. I honestly can't think of one. The well, last time I went to a mic start to finish. Oh my god. Well, yeah. That's I, going I don't way know. back. I did my time. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, you're always much more polite than me. I would ask to go up early and people like, oh, you have another show? I'm like, no, I just want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would always be bumped to the end. So after I've already been bumped to the end, it feels weird to be like, hey, can I go up early? (laughs) They're like, you can go home. Yeah. You can give up. Staying staying from beginning to end. I think I did that at... what was it? Nothing fancy, like a little while ago, because okay. I like I knew like a lot of the guys on the lineup, and it's like, oh, we're all here. I'm just gonna hang out. Like this is it's a Tuesday night. Like I'm not yeah, going, yeah. not going anywhere else aside from home after this. So it's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah that's not so fun. bad. Yeah, yeah I like you that. were there. Yeah, you. Uh, what? What's his? Uh, Kev. Kev. Yeah, Kev Sheeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. That was a fun. That was a fun. Yeah, life. that was a good time. And then I uh, I left. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. I know. Yeah, I left I, pretty I, pretty I, soon after my set. I watched that. I watched that happen. Yeah. <laughs> How'd but, you uh, do? Did good. I don't believe you. Nope, um, I did good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I had a great set. It was crushed. People are still talking about it. Actually, it's pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. Weird. I it's don't the know. Catholic stuff. That's what really pushed <laughs> yeah, me over yeah, the yeah. edge. Yeah. Where did you start out? Because you're not a Toronto guy, right? Windsor. Windsor? Yeah. yeah how was that? That's like Robert um, Kemeny. Yeah, Rob Kemeny yeah. and um, Paul Montagne, all those guys. They're, they're actually doing, they're building a nice kind of, um, not necessarily like a, 
it's it's weird because it's only one venue that they're doing all these shows at now. Okay. And it's called Craft Heads, and now they're just starting up all these independent shows, all these uh, pro shows that are that are monthly now, plus the open mic throughout the week and nice. all this other stuff. They've been doing a documentary. They're going to start a festival. Like I'm happy. Nice. That it's fucking finally, like, they're bouncing back finally in a sustainable way because every time um, it had, like, someone made a push to kind of build the scene, it always ended up just taking a fucking huge hit. Right. Yeah. Like, the comedy club was always, always a fucking nightmare. Yeah, the quarry, I remember the last time I went to the quarry, we get in there and they had such a black mold problem yeah. the first night. It was <laughs> yeah. so gross. And they're like, don't worry, we're going to take care of this between the Friday and the Saturday. And we get back on the Saturday, and you walk down the stairs, and the bleach smell was so strong, like, your eyes would water. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, all they did was just dump a bunch of bleach on the black mold. Incredible. Like, Bro, yeah. fucking die in here. No, no. They, that, w- that was always the case with that place. They would always just... Oh, it would be such... Anytime there was an issue, it would be such an overcorrection, but not an actual fix. Yeah. You know, like it would be something to fix, like it would be a patch job, but it was just, it ended up making a bigger problem than what the, the initial problem was. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? The This is like one of the last, I've, t- I've told this on a podcast, uh, I'm sure, a few, more than a few times. So guys, but. just uh, shut this off and go listen to that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's probably, <laughs> probably way better. Yeah. But it, so what <laughs> Remember which podcast? We can plug it. I don't even know. I know I've said it before, but um, do you want to hear the story? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm good, actually. No, actually, now just I'm insecure. tell me what podcast. We'll just play the podcast. Right <laughs> now, now I'm insecure. All right. No, just tag it up. Make it better. Nah, man, you're you're doing great. Okay. <laughs> I wish we had the video set up for this, this moment. Jesus. Had. You guys want to see a freak What's out? the point of even doing this? <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't even want to hear my story. Let's just go to a bar and talk. <laughs> Max, you have a problem. <laughs> I'm acting... Am I acting crazy right now? <laughs> Do you guys even like me? <laughs> I'm starting to, I, sometimes I'll do that on stage because I'll, I'll take a microdose before going to a show and I'll just kind of ham it up for like the start of my set, depending on the show. Yeah. And uh, I'll just uh, go on stage. It's like, all right, guys, I'm just going to fucking be honest with you. I, I'm high on mushrooms right now. Do you guys like me? <laughs> like it always starts off on a fun note. And yeah, then it yeah kind that's of, a fun intro. And then it goes uh, goes through all the fucking. Then I bomb. <laughs> I bomb real hard. Yeah. But um. All right. What's the story? So the story was um. So you know, like there was always the smells in uh, in the comedy quarry, but then they uh, they there was the flood. Then they renovated. They Come renovated. For the smells stay for the comedy. That's yeah. their slogan. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> disgusting, dude. Uh, Smell of the week. It's nice. <laughs> It was always sewage. <laughs> it's like, what is, what is this smell? It's, it's like watching Pokemon. And it's like, guess that Pokemon? It's human shit. <laughs> it's ghastly every time. <laughs> so um, they, had, uh, they had put money into the renovation after the place flooded and rebranded as Haddon's and did a whole bunch of renovations to it. And I thought they had fixed there was a ceiling leak that, uh, that mm. had been plaguing the place for such a long time but they didn't fix it apparently they had just sealed over it with duct tape <laughs> and just nice. paint and painted over it so like i don't be tomorrow it's still it's, <laughs> it's the worst fucking fix i've ever seen in my life i i get there i'm featuring for the for the weekend i i go to meet up with paul just like hang out for like there's a few hours before the show i start i uh, settle in at the condo go there mm-hmm. And what had happened was uh, apparently the leak was from the men's washroom upstairs, and it was all the runoff from like the piss that like oh. the, that like see, sleep, that uh, kind of seeps through all the grout yeah. in the tiles, and it had pooled into this duct tape, and then eventually it, it just sat there for months, and the seal broke, and it splashed, it hit every fucking table, oh. just everywhere. The smell, it's like fermented piss. The smell was so fucking bad that I, I just started gagging walking down the stairs. Uh, Paul, Were called, they still open? No, oh, they still they still <gasps> did the show. Like oh this was this was God. like this was like three, four hours before the show. Yeah. You don't love comedy that much at all, dude. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> this was this was real bad. So what um uh Paul calls uh, the owners and they contact like all the like all the club like the club comic regulars that they have to go to Dollarama and get bleach, 
those little glade gels that like you crack the seal and like kind of pull up so that cell the scent just seeps out. Right. Those are specially designed to cover up human shit. In this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, scented candles for every table. A scented candle per table. And a few cans overpowered the same scent. And a few cans of uh, Febreze. Very nice. They wipe everything down with bleach, and that doesn't get rid of the smell. uh, uh, Not even a little bit. (laughs) It just also smells like bleach and piss now. Someone ate scented candles and then shit all over this room. (laughs) (laughs) They put all the every smell that they could fucking muster into that place. Didn't it just mixed? It's mixed, and it was just. Febreze and shit. <laughs> it was so Fuck. bad. People still came down into this de- into this fucking hellhole of a basement. And I remember there was uh, the guy Sean Townsend. He was the owner of the the owner of the place. It's all right. He doesn't do comedy. Can people order food there? <laughs> yeah, they could. Can you imagine trying to like choke down <clears throat> some nachos? Yeah. While just smelling that, I I don't know if people. It gets worse. It gets so much worse because. Um, as he's about to bring me on stage, everyone's gagging, by the way. Like, in the audience, people are like, oh, my God. Like, people are looking at each other like, I feel sick. (laughs) I feel fucking sick. (laughs) This is gross. Like, that audibly, you hear people say, like, this is fucking disgusting. (laughs) I'm still just, like, going over my set. (laughs) Just like, I'm going to kill. This will get him. (laughs) And so... Uh, uh, so, uh, Scott, who was also the waiter, he was on stage. He was also the waiter, Scott mm-hmm. gone. Okay. And he's like, just doing his routine. It's uh, still going fine. John Townsend, who's hosting also the owner of the club. He comes up to me and he says, Hey man, thanks for coming down. Uh, just got one request for you. And I'm like, don't, don't mention the smell. Got it. Don't worry yeah. about it. I, like, I absolutely. He's like, no, no, this, they know about the smell, Max. It's okay. It's like, say whatever you want about that. Just what I want you to do is just not mention the flies. And I was like, and I was like, what flies? Cause I'd been looking at my set list the entire time, but then he points up at the spotlights and there's just a fucking oh. swarm of black flies. Oh. <laughs> Swarming around the the spotlight. I was like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, I'm not happy. Also, to say in in fairness for this club as well, this was a club that was like in like the rented out basement of like a bar. The dive, one of the diviest bars of the club itself. No, 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 no. All right. Literally, they they covered up a sewage leak with duct tape and paint. (laughs) But that's a little bit their fault. That's not there. That's not on them. That was the rent of like that. The insurance company, there's no real business registered here. You understand that, (laughs) right? Like, this is this is just the bar that lets people perform comedy in the basement. Like, there's no, there's not a secondary business. There's not a second liquor license. All the, all the beer comes from upstairs so it's all just it's all, yeah, all the, it, you have to go through them it's just beer and shit yeah, yeah upstairs downstairs so they were in charge of the renovation so it's all it all falls onto them and like god bless sean but like he didn't know what he was getting himself into that's tough and I, he so he goes up on stage after he tells me that don't mention the flies he goes up on stage to intro intro me and he's like <sighs> doesn't even say give it a, keep it going for scott <laughs> he's just like Guys, I'm sorry about the flies. All right. <laughs> you think I like this place? I don't like this place. I don't. Like, I, yeah, I own this place, and I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I own this place. Yeah, I can't. I don't even tell my friends about this. You know that? I don't even tell my friends that I own this place because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, we got your feature act next." <laughs> Give it up for Max Sheldrick. And I go on stage, and I swear to God, like, the set still somehow goes well. And But uh, wow. in the front row, there's a guy who we start, this is a whole bit ensues because this guy has um, black flies landing in his beer. And by the oh. end of my set, there was 12, <laughs> a dozen black flies in his beer. 
Now, here's what happens now after that. Scott was like, the guy was like, can I get a refund or a fr- can I get another beer? Because this, I'm not. You get dr- me the hell out of here. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that this guy like had 12 flies in his beer and was like, hey, can I get a replacement? Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> let's get another beer. Yeah, beer this is like unacceptable. Just I need less a flies? Beer. Yeah. So, Maybe like five or six. So <laughs> Can I get a sieve? So Scott takes the beer. Brings it upstairs and is like, hey, the guy wants a free beer because of all these flies. <laughs> and the bar upstairs then says, well, we're not going to give him a free beer. We're just we can uh, tell him that we can give him half off his next beer. And it's like he didn't even finish. <laughs> he barely started this beer. And they were like, "Nah, we can't really do that. And it's like, you, you for sure can. Yeah, yeah you, you really could. can. You could if you wanted to. But I get the impression you don't. No, it's so. Um, yeah, no, then, uh, the show ends and, uh, Sean, uh, the owner of it, he just starts having a panic attack in the back mm-hmm. and he starts just freaking out. He's like, the shit that I've seen here, man, <laughs> I've seen bugs this big. <laughs> I get anxiety. <laughs> I don't sleep well anymore. And then he keeps going on that and we, we leave. And then apparently the next day he pulled all the money out of the club. Very and he, smart. And I was like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Yeah, no. put put all that up on Facebook Marketplace. Do a little lying about what happened there. Yeah. I wonder if anything's still down there. I'm assuming it's it hasn't no one's done anything to that space. I bet you the piss is probably still down there. Piss yeah. is, the piss lives there. Probably the duct tape too. The piss has taken over. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a piss pit with a bar on top. Okay, that's the not, piss pit. Yeah, the, come on down to the piss pit. It has a very niche but dedicated group of regulars. Yeah, you know what this all this uh, gross talk reminds me of? Uh, I did a corporate this uh, past Thursday. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to ask: Can you guys smell my feet? I feel like my feet smell. No, can you guys smell anything? Can't no. smell. Can't right. smell. I appreciate that. So, okay. All right. Continue, Doug. Now I'm going to try to smell. <laughs> I can, you can sniff them if you want yeah, to. Yeah, actively sniffing, yeah. I did a, I did a corporate uh, with Jason, Jason Alan, friend of the pod, and uh, he told me, he's just like, uh, it's not necessarily clean, but it's like, you know, don't do your cum jokes. So I'm like, okay, so I won't do jerking off at work. I won't do mm-hmm. eating my own cum. You know, that's like a given. <laughs> and then I'm on stage, and I'm like, <laughs> Have you not heard his eating his own company? No, I just love, I, I just love the thought of like, just whenever I hear those things, I just look at it on a set list. Yeah. Where it's like crossing him out all mad. Yeah, <laughs> eating my own cum didn't work tonight. Goddamn yeah. PC culture can't talk about fucking not, anything no anymore. My cum my fa- that's my favorite shit. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm as I'm doing the set, I do this one joke, and part of the joke I talk about cream pies because Doug has so much cum in his set that even when he took it all out, he accidentally yeah. threw and then, one. So in. I say it, and I see the CEO at the back of the room put his head in his hands and then like in that moment i realized in my head i didn't say it on stage but i was like oh my god cream pies are cum like i forgot and then i just started doing dirty stuff anyways and it was kind of kind of awkward i did bad i did bad you did I'm, not a, I'm not a corporate guy because they just want you to like talk to them and like roast diane like someone else in the office like they want you to give them something to remember the night from and i am unwilling to do that i yeah. just want to tell jokes yeah we were talking the the only people who realize how bad stand up comedy is for corporate events are comedians. Yeah. Everyone else has it in their head that it's gonna be great. And yeah. we're all here like, it is. Pay me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our head we're like, This is gonna be a fucking also, disaster. They always put it at like weird like this one was like they had like a whole day full of like conferences. And then they had dinner, and then they're like, and now time for a show. You who, know how you've been here all day. Who else was with you? It was just me and Jason. Okay. Jason, yeah. how'd he do? Did well. He did pretty good because he just talked to the people. Yeah, but yeah. anytime he went into material, it was just like polite laughter until he went back to being like, eh, this lady looks like a whore, huh? Well, and then he would get big pops. Yeah. I, I used to work <laughs> for an engineering firm, and um, we had our corporate and uh, Al Val performed mm-hmm. as a comedian. And I guess the year before, Jeff Leeson was there. Okay. And they didn't like him. They didn't like Jeff Leeson. This no. is like 2013 at a corp at an at an engineering firm. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't like Jeff Leeson, and then for some reason they took Jeff Leeson's advice to bring in Al Val. Okay, and then also did not like Al Val. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, mm-hmm. that was the whole Christmas party. <laughs> and like, everyone yeah. just went home being like, well, that sucked again. Damn it. <laughs> I don't understand because it's just, you're not comfortable. You're not comfortable at those work environments. Like, no. You're also, ne- like, we're doing comedy. Like, I have still have a day job right now. But the dream is to get away from having to do a day job. So being yeah. forced to go back into an environment where it's like, mm-hmm. these are all the people from their day job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if if they're rich... If I know a crowd's rich, I'm immediately not having as much fun with them. Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't like them. Yeah, which yeah. is a huge Absolutely. character flaw on my part because I've just been poor for so long. But, like, if I know a whole group of people are rich, I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have well, to you, win me over with like who you, they are as a person. I feel like you're you're of the same mindset where I've been mistreated by rich people oh, for yeah. too long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like... It's kind of hard not to have that in the back of your mind that it's just like you guys have really yelled at. I know you've yelled at a server who's just not who didn't do anything wrong before. Yeah. Like I know you've re- I've know you've sent something back. I know you've sent an email customer complaint hoping that someone gets reprimanded and and or fired. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And the only reason that they won't talk shit to you when you're the comedian on the show is because they assume you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, of course not. Like, man, we probably scare them. Yeah, absolutely. It's like bringing yeah. in a tiger to perform at your function. You're like, please don't destroy the company while you're here. Please don't make us write a newsletter tomorrow. Remember, remember the time uh, me and Tim talked with us on the cast, but uh, me and Tim did a corporate with uh, Pete Van Dyke, and Tim was getting like major laughs during his set, but not to do with what he was saying. Oh, yeah, it was I remember this. Due exclusively to the fact that he was casting a penis-like shadow on the wall. Behind yeah, it him. was a fucking. I was like crushing, and I was like, I was like strutting. I was like, I'm yeah. feeling pretty good, and then it's just this dick was like wiggling behind me <laughs> as I'm like getting more into my material. <laughs> people are taking photos. He's probably like, wow, they're telling their. Yeah, people were taking this. photos, and I was like, I'm about to be fucking famous. Okay, I'm about to get. So many corporates, I'm going to quit my job. And then I was talking to somebody in the kitchen. I like, I like to think that it's like in that moment, if it was your life was a movie, it would just freeze frame as you're getting a huge pop and your your inner dialogue comes on. It's like, and that's when I knew I was a corporate comic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is the shit. And then I'm talking to someone in their like faculty kitchen later and a woman comes up to me and she goes, you're a dickhead. And I was like, what? <laughs> she's like and then she showed me the picture of me and like the lights just hit me in a way that it's just a dick shadow behind me and I was it just it was like I replayed the entire event God. but where I'm like up there doing great and there's a dick behind me and I'm like oh they hated me they didn't like any of it what's the most embarrassed you guys have been on a stage and was it like stand up related <sighs> I was embarrassed I've been on stage. Honestly, I don't know. It's just probably just bombing. Like bombing and yeah. you don't do like you any bomb that you don't handle well. Yeah. And you're yeah. just up there for a while and you're like Yeah. Like I remember um I I probably the hardest bomb I've ever had was uh I like tried quitting sick. Okay, this is when I was still like working factory jobs and I was like just crushing energy drinks, crushing fucking cigarettes, vape. Yeah. I was like just sugar, sugar, caffeine, and nicotine were running my body. Yeah. I was surviving off of that. And then I, like, I was really feeling like shit. Like, <laughs> but I was still moving at the time. Like, I still, like, I felt bad, but I still, it still did the thing that it, like, it just, I felt horrible, but yet I was functional. Right. Yeah. So I tried quitting all of that cold turkey, all of it. And I was probably at, like, Three energy drinks a day plus coffee, some uh, caffeine tablets. Ooh. I was a it was caffeine a, tablets. Dude, what yeah, are you yeah. fucking long haul trucker. Yeah, like, damn, yeah. Man. I was working like twelve hour days at a, just, at a machine shop. Just do meth, dude. Like, like it what was. Are you, what are you trying to prove? No, I was like, it's that's the thing is that like Windsor, like just those manufacturing towns. Like I, like I, I was I started out blue collar. Like my whole life, I've been a blue collar kind of. Like workforce, yeah, so yeah. it's never like anytime I've gotten an office job, they just sent they sniff me out. <laughs> like I just I have this. I'm uh, I the best way that I've put it is that I'm everyone's favorite coworker, but the worst employee. Yeah, like I'm just a morale hire at best, mm. and I have a corrupting quality where I kind of turn everyone against the management team. <laughs> That's exactly how I am at every job. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, but the blue collar jobs, they you don't really. 
they they you can't really do that because the blue collar guys there they don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> like they they just see me as a goofy guy and and right because. At a blue collar job, people are actually doing work. Yeah. So when you're not doing work, it's just more work for them. Yeah. It's, it's also all, a, a the white. whole the whole mindset is like, oh, it's a good paycheck. Yeah. Good paycheck. Why would I? Why would I ruin that? Why would I fucking uh, do anything to jeopardize that? And it's like this job sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. job is terrible. Yeah. So I quiet. So caffeine, nicotine, uh, and sugar, all that running my body. Quit all of it cold turkey and. I still tried to perform on stage that night and like I was like I started getting like cr all my muscles like were seizing like my <laughs> like I had a blinding migraine it's like your body was shutting my down while you literally I, I could hear my heartbeat in my ears I had a crazy headache I couldn't form thoughts or words well okay <laughs> like, and uh, my legs, my legs started having like bad cramps. Same with my back. And I this is all during your set. This is all during the day. Okay. And then okay, I okay. still, I had a, I had a set that night, and I was still so naive to think that it's like, well, if I call in, if I, if I cancel my set, then I'll never perform stand up again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so yeah. I, I still went and did it. And who's the headliner? It was Ron Vaudry. Nice. <laughs> Ron Vaudry for the night. Oh, yeah. And I did, I went on stage, and I I think I tried to tell my first joke, and I just blanked out, like, and, like, everything just started getting brighter and brighter, <laughs> and the spotlight, <laughs> and I just started, like, fucking getting lightheaded, and, like, I saw, I like, I saw people's faces and, like, their reactions, and they're just kind of whispering at each other, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. And I was just like. And you I'm, had to leave the stage? And I'm like, Did you I'm, say that on stage? Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do this, guys. I, I don't oh know what's, like, this is maybe, <laughs> this is maybe six months into comedy. Yeah. And, and, uh, like, literally my body was just. My body was breaking down yeah. because yeah. it had been depleted of all its sources of uh, like dopamine and serotonin that it had been using <laughs> yeah, yeah. the last little bit. Yeah, and um, yeah, I absolutely blanked out. I don't know. I I don't think I talked to anyone on the way out, but I just remember like having a panic attack on my way home. I don't know how. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember if I, ever, if I drove or if someone picked me up or. But I remember waking up the next day and just chugging energy drinks, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Like Daddy needs his juice. <laughs> like, Never again, man. And then also it's opening opening up uh, my phone to a, a four week ban at the comedy club. Because you banned did so you? bad. Well, because I I I only did like maybe a two and a half minutes, and you were supposed to do Damn. seven. Oh. But it's who cares? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not like I give it. It's yeah, like yeah. looking back on it now. It's like I don't give a shit. Like it's not like it was the most embarrassing time because it's like it's where my body absolutely failed me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like you know when you try to think like you know when you you're stuck trying to remember a name of some obscure person and you're just like fuck what is that person's name? Yeah. Imagine that for every thought though. Yeah. Where you're just like what is this fucking concept? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What was I even? Why am I on stage? Yeah. You're right doing now? this new thing. Do you have like a stage background? Do you ever do like plays or no. other? Shit, improv, None of that. nothing. I yeah. just talk shit with my friends in classrooms. That's yeah, all I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I wasn't, you know, didn't do much performance, but I was a liar. <laughs> so that what translated. The, what was the hardest laugh you ever had in, in school? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll say mine while you guys are thinking about mine. It was, it's real quick. You yeah. know, you don't have to ask Max a question. You can just brag. If you want, <laughs> go ahead. Hit me. No, no, no. This isn't even like I told. A I want to know your most crushed. embarrassing dude that time on stage. What's the funniest <laughs> oh, thing I've you've said ever it, said? I've said it before, but it was uh, when I was in grade four. I had to. We had to do like speeches, mm -hmm. and uh, it was like a two-page speech. My teacher was like, she printed out in a bunch of different fonts, bunch of different sizes to make sure like what would be the easiest to read from the stage. Yeah. And I get to the to do the presentation of the speech in front of like the Optimist Club, like hundreds of adults, right? 
I do the first page of the speech. It was supposed to be about saving the world. I wrote about tigers. I'm a fucking idiot. Nice. And my teacher still picked me. And I read the first page. It's like, tigers are cool and I love them and they're cool. So we got to save them. <laughs> and I flip over the first page. And the second page is just the first page in a different font. <laughs> and so I just start crying and just run off the stage. Uh-oh. And then my mom went home, got the other page. <laughs> And I went back up. Tigers are cool, and I love tigers. I flip it over, and I and they're cool, and I love them, and we should save them because they're cool. And then they did a first, second, third, and a participation uh, plaque, and I got the participation. <laughs> of course, because people like the guy before me went up and like talked about recycling, and I was like, oh fuck, that makes a lot more sense. I love that. That's so but yeah, any any bomb to me now is just like, <coughs> wasn't the tiger speech? Dude, if we're, yep. inc- if didn't we're including, cry. if we're including not comedy related, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh yeah, all of my worst performances involved the trumpet, for sure. Because <laughs> I played the trumpet, played the trumpet. I played the trumpet in grade nine band. Bummer. And, so you chose to be there. It wasn't even like you were in well, music class. We had, we had to take. Well, no, like I played it in music class. I wasn't yeah. in like the band. Oh okay, okay. but okay. we had to, we had to take an art. I'm not a fucking loser. And <laughs> just um, said I did jazz band, so it's pretty great yeah. for him to say, but <laughs> Yeah, what did you play in the jazz band? Was it like trumpet? You played the trumpet? Yeah, no. I just I wasn't first trumpet or anything because it was like older kids, but look at those red and they, cheeks. They had to get rid of uh jazz band after grade nine due to lack of interest, which is pretty but sad to cancel I, something because it's just like, nah, no one people don't to do care. Anymore. Yeah. That's a bummer. I uh we had to go up and perform like our class at the music night and um, so every, all the grade nines who play instruments are up there and I'm supposed to wait four bars before I come in mm-hmm. and I wait one bar and then I just start playing. And then the music teacher is like trying to signal me to stop and I don't see him. So he has to shut down the whole band oh. and turn to the audience and be like, Oh, I guess the trumpets got a little excited on that one and then start over again. And I just imploded. I just like melted down. In my chair, and yeah, I was just like, oh, and, and I just like, <laughs> you have a mute, yeah, and then I was like, sort of mimed through the rest of the songs, and then I just got off and I just ran upstairs and cried, and like the like flute section was looking for me because they were worried about me, and I was just like, you think he's gonna kill himself? Yeah, it's like. You can hear the flutes coming. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're already making like in memoriam posters for me that they're going to put up in the lunchroom. And so that's you holding your trumpet. Yeah. So yeah, looking off in the distance. So that was one. And the other one, the other one was for my final test for trumpet. We had to like play a solo piece in the front mm-hmm. of the class. And I practiced a ton. because I was like, I'm not going to fuck this up. Yeah. Nice. And then I got up there and I got so, I was so terrified. I was so nervous about performing in front of everyone. Which you can hear in a trumpet. Like, yeah, yeah, I was just shaking the whole time. And it was literally my entire game. was like... And just like vibrato the whole fucking time. Oh, dude, and then I great. just got off stage just like shaking. God. And like then, you're being electrocuted the And whole you still time. chose a fucking... You, what drove performing you, art. What drove you towards performing art after those horrific memories? I, uh... Because it can't be as bad as that. That's how no, I feel about the tiger. True, speech. yeah. No, 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 no. That's not like I'll give I'll give you this because my mom told me like I told my mom for my thank God for my mom by the way because yeah. I told her that I wanted to do stand up comedy for my talent show in high school. Nice and in grade twelve, and she looked me dead in the eyes and she's like. Are you sure stand-up comedy is like really hard? <laughs> so like, wait like, a year until it's not people you grew up yeah, with. Yeah, and she's like, I like you. Yeah, you don't want to do that, Max. And I'm like, no, I really do. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and so I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I moved. And like, uh, in her defense, she was right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I would have killed myself after that. <laughs> like, if you bomb in front of every one of your peers, like, because I've. Yeah. Performed in front of my family, and that's gone. That's gone fine. But yeah. it's when you're just your first show, and you don't know how. I didn't know how to write jokes for my first set. I just knew how to write stories. Right. So I'm. I thank my mom very much because that would have been the hardest bomb of my life, and I don't think I would have gotten into stand up. I feel the oh, same way. About I have another bad performance. 
Okay. Okay, let me do the bad performance, and then you can talk about it. Yeah, I'll forget, but it's fine. But, no, I do want to know what what pushed you into this. Oh, um... Me. (laughs) Yes, love it. Literally, Doug, but... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I went to four open mics in a row in London, and I just sat at the back and watched. And then, And then at the fourth one, Doug, who I did not know, just came up to me with the list and was like, listen, we all know that you're going to perform, so what's your name? Yeah. And then he just wrote me down, and I had to go up and do it, and I bombed so bad I didn't do it again for six months. But <laughs> yeah. I, um, but it, his third time was really, really good. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it was the night my grandpa died, and I went up and I talked about it, and you I just demolished. Nice. It was but, very scary. Um, I uh, use it. But no, what happened was <laughs> I, I, I was getting my engineering degree, and then I became an engineer, mm-hmm. and then I just sort of looked down the path of my life, and I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh yeah. And then I listened, oh, yeah. and then I listened to. Um, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Yep. And he was like, just sort of preaching like nihilism, basically, where mm-hmm. he's like, nothing matters, so do whatever you want. And I was like, like yeah. Absolutely. It's like, oh, yeah, well, if I'm going to, I'd already resigned to like killing myself. So I was like, if I'm going to kill myself anyway, yeah. I may as well just try stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. And then if it goes bad, what's, <laughs> I'm just still going to kill myself. So it's totally cool. Yep. And then I fucking loved it. And yep. now, now we're here. Same thing happened with me with the like at the machine shops where I was just like I could like when you can uh, when you're in a job where you can predict ten years into the future where you're gonna be and, and it's the it's exact like, same place it's like not like maybe a slight deviation of like oh maybe I'm in upper maybe I'm a senior or whatever and like when I was when I was at the engineering firm literally the guy I shared the cubicle with just looked like an older version of me oh. it was just me but like <laughs> a little fatter and balder it's like you're just being groomed to replace him when he yeah. retires or exactly. dies yeah like they make us in a lab like a <laughs> part of a car you're both named Tim <laughs> his name was Jim like it was, like, it was the same dude dude that's like you gotta talk about that that's real good what's your full name Jimothy <laughs> What? <laughs> Did you start Jimothy writing Jickelson? jokes when you worked like a blue collar job like that, like factories? No, I only had stories. Okay, because that I mean, like the the love of like or like the want of trying stand up yeah. started for me in factories because it was just like my brain needed like an actual thing to focus on. Yeah, I I read more when I worked in a factory. I wrote more when I worked in a factory because it was just like I felt like my brain was dying. Yeah, so I yeah. just like I had I remember I had forty two numbered jokes. Written out before I ever did stand up, so nice. I'm looking at him like oh, I probably got like about what like a half an hour or so. Right, <laughs> you know. Have you um, told him about you messaging uh, Bill Burr? I think I for sure no. Told you about that. I've okay, never man. heard of this. At it's all. like before I'd ever done stand up before. I saw he was coming to Kitchener where I lived, and so I just emailed him, like emailed the show, and be like, "Hey, I see you're coming to Kitchener. I've thought about doing stand up. I'd love to do some time on your on your show." <laughs> having no love concept it. of how comedy works, <laughs> love it. Having absolutely no, he of course didn't respond. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. why would you? That's a fucking. That's an insane person reaching out. <laughs> yeah. to you. I eventually found out that you just like sign up for open mics, and you know, yeah. If you're so, lucky, twenty years well, later, your heroes you don't you know. get to perform with them. You don't know, and until you know, like the, I don't know, you grew up in St. John's, right? St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> St. Thomas is no St. John's. That's true. So St. John's is probably nice. Like I grew up in Chatham before I moved to Windsor, so yeah. it's like the only thing that I knew is that you had to be in a city to do stand up. Yeah, because there's none in Chatham. Yeah. So, I, and I didn't know to look for Facebook groups. I didn't know. You don't know until. You find out. What like, was your first, like, how'd you get into it? Uh, Johnny was P was my manager at a, a call center that I had worked at for, like, it was, like, nice. the most sustained job. Because I was just, I, I'd become quite a, like, just a lethargic stoner. Like, because yeah. call centers, if you just put up with it, you can just coast. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's care. that's the simplest fucking, oh, yeah. simplest bad job. It's a but war of do? attrition. What, so, was the, what was the call center gig? Uh, for we signed an NDA, <laughs> but uh, no, it was for AT and T tech oh, okay. tech support. AT and T. Okay, okay. It was yeah. Tech support. That's not yeah. I, I, super easy. I yeah. do want to get back to because I cut you off. And no, my bad. Rude. As um, what was like the last straw before you started stand up? Oh, um, well, it's it's a, like a, the same thing as a, as you were saying when it's like when you can look at 
and you can see exactly what your life is like. I was working midnights. I was working anywhere from sixty to eighty hours a week. Sometimes one midnights time I hit like kill you. one time I hit a hundred hours in a week, Ooh. and it was like it, I just remember the taxes being taken off of it. Yeah, was like I don't even know why I did this because I'm just angry. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm I'm just a miserable fuck, and like my. Yeah. The relationship with Tisha was just kind of deteriorating because I was just getting super depressed. Like, I was not living a life that I liked anymore. And I I remember just, like, knowing that I'm, like, in probably five years, I'll probably blow my brains out. Like, I, this is, this is killing me. Like, even, not in, not directly, but it is driving me to kill myself. Yeah. So, I, I hated everyone I worked with and I was just consuming podcasts oh at the yeah time. and like i the only time i ever had fun was like hanging out with uh friends or with tish and like oh uh, just busting balls and uh, like t- telling stories and anything like that and getting like getting laughs because i'm like i knew i was a funny guy but i didn't know how to do stand there's such a difference mm-hmm. in between well it's because to like at least for me i always felt like you saw a stand-up on tv that was just the well, that's a professional that's that's always it's like you you go somewhere and you apply one day to be a stand-up comedian yeah. and then they hire you and then that's how it works <laughs> yeah and then you go to tv and you do your stuff that you yeah. just like that's him just saying it that's just what comes out when he, i didn't realize it was a skill you could work on for yeah. a long time so no, absolutely. That's the thing. Like you, it's the same thing. It's like the more the more you do stand up, the more you realize how little you know about it. Like yeah. that's with anything. That's yeah. literally anything you do. But uh, I I had done like a few. I had done a few open mics prior to like when I was working at the call center. I had done a few open mics, but then I got a job working wind turbines, and I was like, oh, that's good money out there. How did yeah. the few open mics? Go? A good gig. You open mics like just kind of eat shit. Like I like okay. I like I told stories. You didn't really get like get bit by the bug. Like I got I got a few laughs okay. and I like I I wanted to still do it, but I it was like there's um I don't know the like come coming the background that I had was I worked on a farm and like my my everyone in my family is like oh you got to fucking you got to work, you got to get a good paycheck, you got to support yeah. your family. It's all this It's all this programming that's put into you in childhood. and It's like live to work, not work to live. Exactly. Or the other way around. Whatever is the bad one. No, yeah, <laughs> no it, is, it is live to work. Like my yeah. grandfather would say, like the war, like uh, some of the, one of the worst things that you can, uh, um, oh, what the fuck was it? It was, he would, uh, essentially it's like wasting a job or like wasting a job opportunity is like a real cardinal sin in my family. Like, right. It's, it's insane. Yeah. My parents always cared about employers where I'd be like, why? They yeah, like, I do not care about you back. I fucking hate these guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, uh, what was it? So I had done those open mics and then went and did winter runs and I came back and I started doing, just doing all these factory jobs. And then one day I... Um, kind of just I was listening to a podcast and then it's the same thing as a, as to what you were yeah. saying where it's like you're just listening and it kind of clicks in a moment where where it's like everything because I, I knew that I had done like I had done stand up and it didn't go that great and I was like man this is such a hard road and then I can't remember who it was I think it was Bill Burr just talking about how it's like everyone sucks starting out in this yeah. no one's good you just have to do it and if you don't, like, it's better to just try it and, like, you know, if it doesn't go well, then you can always go back to what you're doing. But, like, why not fucking do it? Yeah. So. There's I, multiple Bill Burr inspirational videos with, like, inspirational music in the background. I'll watch periodically and just weep. Yeah. Because he's just, like, it's so inspiring when he's, like, there's yeah. worse things than sleeping on a futon in your 30s. Yeah. You know, you could be, like, in the suburbs with a wife you don't like, two kids you don't like, cleaning out fucking eaves troughs, like, every weekend, just being like, why the fuck do I live this life? Absolutely. And I just knew that I... I knew that what the path led to was me blowing my fucking brains out or becoming complacent and just ultimately just hating my entire existence. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, asked my foreman if I could just, uh, on Tuesdays if I could just uh, come in late for my midnight shift Mm -hmm. and I would go and do the open mic and uh, just do like maybe like I would do that every week. And then slowly I had convinced the guy who was on the opposite shift of me to just like alternate. But the Mm -hmm. guy was kind of a cocksucker. He was was like, all right, we'll do the switch. We'll do where you do the days and I'll do uh, nights, but we do a one week switch. So it's like 
every week I was getting used to, I was switching my circadian rhythm entirely. So I was going like days, nights, days, nights. And so so one week, then when I was on days, I could crush stand up and go to the, I could go everywhere in Detroit and fucking Michigan and Ohio. And I would, uh, I would cruise around doing uh, all those gigs. And then the next week it would be dead back to one open mic. And then on weekends I would do the club if like on Saturdays. And then eventually I was just like, look, I'm getting better, but I'm not getting better fast enough. So I just quit that job. I was just, uh, I just handed in my fucking two weeks, uh, two weeks notice. And then, uh, <laughs> actually, do you want to hear about the best revenge story I got? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Please do. Yeah. Okay, we'll, so the, we'll close on this because we're getting pretty close to an hour. We'll do revenge story plugs and then get the fuck out of here. Okay. Huh? All right. So, the like, a, th- there's just shitty people at these uh, these types of jobs. Because they, they're all dealing with the same shit. They're just not, they're, they're not, they, they don't know how to, like, really, they're not. Well, this is no one's dream. Yeah, so no. it's just it's a factory full of sad people. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone is just as sad as you, but they're just to translate that just translates into different ways. Yeah, they're yeah. just waiting to get drunk again. So one of the guys, uh, the guy who was like my shift partner, where it's like he would take nights, I would take days, I would take days. He would or just like we would yeah. alternate. He was just such a fucking cocksucker to me, just <laughs> an absolute piece of shit. Like one time he threatened to stab me in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> okay, um, so that's a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like I don't know. Like no. on the shift change, like you got like Wiley e. Coyote. Like it was, it was all that. Like it started with me t- moving his <laughs> toolbox. When okay. uh, like it's the most petty of shit. Like yeah. I, yeah. I do, he would explode. After you, I would just be like, oh, uh, yeah, moved your toolbox over there because we shifted everything around. I didn't want it to get damaged when we were moving around. And he just fucking snapped. But that's all he has. Yeah, exactly. That's all he has. It's just, it, and I, I like, I just uh, like tried to calm him down and be like, dude, fucking, like, why are you so angry about this? Like, pick your battles. And he, (laughs) even that, even that, like, me just being like, this isn't, this isn't an art, like, something to argue over. I was just doing you a favor. And still that fucking set him off. So he started um, started uh, stealing my tools. Started fucking fucking with my Jesus. toolbox. Started uh, like any because the like what I was doing at this machine shop was uh, assembling train engines, and there's like it's a 13 hour process of, to get or like to assemble and dis- disassemble. But like there's all these checks and checks and balances that you have to sign off on a sheet, and like he just started taking my documents that I had signed off on and replacing it with like a blank one. Beca- oh, and I shit. knew it was a blank one because I knew it was like the ones that we had spares because there was like it was an old format. Right. And like I showed it to my foreman. They didn't side with me. Nothing. No one was fucking helping me. Brutal. And uh, like I had a huge I had a stereo system that I would just blare like because no everyone has their headphones. Yeah. And it's no one cares. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. So um, and then I uh, came in one day and they someone he obviously had like taken this giant long metal rod and just like kind of punctured holes through the screen and into the spa- speakers. So they just blew them out. And I like, I called he's a him psychotic. Yeah, no, he's a psycho. Yeah. He's an absolute psycho. Um, and, uh, one day I, the day that I was leaving, I just told the guy who was working that like uh, in the station next to me. I'm like, I'm about to fuck this guy's toolbox up. <laughs> I'm out of here in the next 20 minutes. I'm leaving. Like I'm, I'm gonna leave early, but I'm gonna fuck his toolbox up. Are you gonna say anything? And he's like, he's like, my eyes are closed, dude. Nice. <laughs> so, because he knew I had been dealing with this shit for a while, and so what I did, he had a, he had this. It's like fucking $1,200 to toolbox. All right. And All right. I had like when you open it up on the and the top uh, rack, there was like speakers that were built in, an induction the charger. Cadillac. This is exhibit ni- toolbox. It's, it's the, the one nicest, where he worked on the, all the, the nicest toolbox cars. you could probably have. And um, so and it had like all these little like like kind of like car door like it had a lot of it had all these bells and whistles to it that I just could not let fucking be there when yeah. i leave <laughs> like this guy has to pay yeah like he's such a dick yeah like this is I, the only thing that is important to him he kept stealing my tools i had to buy new tools that came out of my paycheck he shred he threw my uh coveralls which were brought to us by like a third-party company he shredded them and put them back into my locker and so I had to, that came that came out of my paycheck. Why was this guy bullying me so much? He just he's miserable. That is, yeah. he's a miserable he's just cocksucker. You down with him. 
He's just an angry fuck. Yeah. And even like uh, for a Christmas party, I still tried to like uh, make amends with him. And him a uh, Christmas present. Yeah, like I, I bought it's him just an olive. Dude, brunch. I, I, I got, I gave him a Christmas present. I'm like, hey, can we bury the hatchet? And still, even that, that lasted like two days, and still, he was just a piece of shit to me. Fuck. Um, so, um, as I'm leaving, I put uh, super glue in his. Uh, the, he has like a key lock in there because they he had done that to me. Nice. Put super glue in that, and so that seized that, and then I. Um, we had this like a uh, spray bottle full of chemical cleaner. It's kind of acidic. Yeah. He had all like iPod touches and nanos and all this stuff in the top and induction charger, all the speakers. So I just kind of lifted it a little bit and then stuck it in and just like, but and then <laughs> turned the nozzle on, waited for all of it to just start pouring out. Yeah. Uh, we had this industrial grease. I put it in all the handles. <laughs> like I really, <laughs> you guys really... can't see this because this is an audio only podcast, but Max is smiling ear to ear <laughs> as he describes <laughs> all this stuff. Like, uh, and it, it, like I really home alone the fuck out of his. Have you considered how happy you would be if you just stayed there and just like started shredding people's coveralls <laughs> and like, throwing their tools Maybe away? That's, and... that's that guy's origin story. Uh. So, um, and then I, I just, um, so this guy also wildly homophobic. Uh, so I, shock. That's I, why uh, I didn't like. That's it. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I, we had these letter stamps. I took his gay pride buttons. We, we had these, we had these letter stamps that you like, uh, that you stamp steel with. So yeah. it's like letter by letter. And I stamped, Shoot. I'm gay on it. On his <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, like, I, oh, that's probably a dozen that's, times. That's dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. And, uh, my friend, uh, my friend recorded him walking in and, uh, I, I don't have the phone anymore, but the video, it, it was like... Um, falls to his knees. This, I used to do this as a bit where it's like, a, it didn't go anywhere because people were like, you're fucking crazy because <laughs> it's like, it's a lot to build up to really explain like the headspace I was in. Yeah, so, yeah you really have to delve deep into your torture yeah, yeah, to get d- away with it. Yeah, like it takes a lot. Like, because this is still excessive. <laughs> like, I'm a, by the way, guys, I'm aware that this is fucking too much. <laughs> So uh, my friend took a video of him coming into the workstation and seeing what I had done. And it was kind of like, you know, when like um, Law and Order, they get like a a good actor to play the parent who has to identify a body. Yeah. Like, he was like, no! No! And I I, I cried laughing, (laughs) watching that on loop over and over again. And he's like, he's going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, dude, here's my address. Tell him to, I'll I'll wait up for him. I don't give a shit. But here's the thing. Uh, The next job that I got... Uh, his uh, his wife was my manager. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how'd that go? Yeah, uh, she. Um, there was a conflict of interest that I brought up to like corporate, and then she got moved departments. Nice, which but, was pretty. Thought, thought you were gonna say not before sex her, her car was uh, <laughs> stamped with "I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay." Yeah, I'm my gay, husband's gay, gay um, <laughs> all over her car. So yeah, that was. Um, that was my origin. Incredible yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you were like, I should be a comedian. That was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty funny what I just did. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I uh, should harness this gift for good. Yeah. No. I wonder if I could tell this on stage. Instead six, of torturing a man. About six, seven months of doing stand-up, I was out of that job. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're out of this podcast. Oh, yeah. what's, uh, what's your podcast called? Uh, the World's Last Podcast. The World's Last Podcast. Check Thanks it out, Eldrick. guys. Uh, and if you're listening now, thanks for still listening to us. We appreciate it. Subscribe. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes if you don't mind. Uh, send us voice notes on Anchor. What the hell are you guys Doug doing? Doug told me he wanted to do a call to action That's at the end of the podcast because you know he feels okay. like he doesn't do enough calls to action yeah. to get no, people involved. Here's, I get here's what I need I get everybody it. listening to the podcast to do. I need everybody listening to just tell like three of their friends about the podcast. Dude, that's way too much. Two of their friends about the that's podcast. That's way too much. Tell someone. One Shout it from a rooftop. Enemy yeah, about just, the podcast. Just One list, strangers. Tell strangers about listen the podcast. again. Yeah. You can. <laughs> that works. Just put it on while you sleep. Guys, we love you. Uh, do you have any shows coming up? Um, Rivoli this weekend. I'm, I don't know. I'm in, I'm in Windsor uh, this weekend with um, Kyle Patton, Jordan, and uh, Faraz doing the FOMO tour. Fuck yeah. Very so, nice. At the, at the Meteor Lounge. That's a fun lineup. Um we're doing the first step. Uh, the first show, though, is at uh, Comedy Bar on Friday. 
nice. that one's gonna set. That one's gonna be sold out. Uh, when does this release? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It, it'll sell out by the end of the week. So get your tickets. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Rivoli tomorrow uh, on Monday, and um, yeah. Check me out on Instagram. Uh, Max Sheldrick got sketches coming out. Yeah, sh- Max makes some uh, yeah. sick shit. Check His it out. sketches are legitimately incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I don't know. It's really great when you can support your friends because they make good stuff and yeah. not just because they're your friends. Not because they're also know? like, uh, <laughs> you, you ever get that, like the guy who's like, oh, well, he's hustling, so I have to support him. They're yeah, putting out they're, so much. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, it's not, so much bad stuff. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of. I'm thinking of someone very specific. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm sure we're all thinking of someone specific. Yeah. <laughs> and if you subscribe on Patreon, you, you can hear us say those names. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can we can cut this out if you don't. But did you get fired for your uh, videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My last, like, I, I tried. See, here's the thing: is that I tried. Um, I, like, I, I went, I, I quit my furniture moving job, and it was like, I'm just gonna do full time stand up. But I didn't have the gigs lined up to really mm-hmm. make it through the summer. Right. Like, summer is always a fucking dead zone. Mm-hmm. So I kind of scrambled and tried to grab on to whatever job I could. And George got me a job at landscaping. But I just, I was still lining up gigs, so I was always on my phone. Yeah, and uh, they just didn't. They, I just didn't work out there. And I'm like, that's totally fine. I got it. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't butt hurt about it. But then someone tried to get me a job at this place called the Sales Factory, and then <laughs> I started noticing people checking, like, because there's the, f- you can check out and see who's viewing your profile, and then there was people from the company viewing my profile within the first training week, Ooh. and um, they, like, there was some sketches up there that were pretty, pretty offensive. <laughs> like, like I'll be honest, they're they're pretty offensive, and. Um, then uh, they set up an interview with or a coaching session on Monday, uh, and there was all this like uh, all my accesses to things got kind of like fucked up, and I don't know I don't know what happened. They they were clearly firing me. Yeah. I, I asked Ben Bayfield. I was like, "Is this how they fire people?" He's like, "Dog, you're not getting fired." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how many times have you been fired? Quickly, and then we'll end the podcast. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, over a dozen <laughs> fired yeah over a dozen impressive wow i've yeah, yeah. been fired like two or three times i think yeah, yeah. i got fired once yeah. Uh, yeah and then uh the rest of the time i've quit i usually nice. quit on like they would have fired me anyways because yeah. i was like when i worked in this like shitty warehouse i would literally just be like moving heavy box all the time and just screaming and punching things. <laughs> just like screaming swear words all day. I was horrific for morale because I'd just be like, fuck! Like just like carrying stuff with a team lift sticker on it by myself. Dude, you are so lucky that no one filmed you and then you went viral during those. If you were in there just like punching lawnmower boxes. Dude, I could have been just the new Tourette's guy for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would have been awesome. Yeah, you would have been the new Star Wars kid. <laughs> All right. That's good. Dougie, we got to go to the Mandarin, pal. Yeah, let's go get fucked up. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. We love you.